All right. I think, okay, this looks different than usual, so this is going to be interesting. Um, but we are, we, I think we're recording and we are back with season two, episode nine, our week 11 recap. And you know what? Just because we missed a couple weeks, Jay, what do you say? We're going to do this one sponsor free for the people. This is a for the people episode. For the people. No sponsors. Our sponsor, uh, Hamas, is still up in the air, given <laughs> recent events, and also can confirm on my end it says we are recording. So The the sponsors came calling this week, and I was like, you know what? No. We're doing this one for the people. They deserve it. So we're going to start Thursday night, Bengals-Ravens. Uh, you want to start? Well, one thing I do want to point out um, before we continue – as I'm sure people have noticed by now, in the first minute, Colin has not joined us this episode. He's still recovering for last night's Chiefs debacle. So, fuck him. He's gay. But Thursday night, what, Christ, who was the game Thursday night again? <laughs> Bengals oh. Ravens. Yeah, so has they even said anything about what's going on with that investigation with the Burrow injury? Because that's obviously, like, the main storyline from that game. Is there a real investigation? There should be. Yeah, because he was, wearing, he was wearing a brace on during travel, and then Zach Taylor was like, no, nah, it just all happened in-game. So <laughs> yeah. there definitely is something going on. And I didn't bet this game, but I'm sure it affected a lot of people's decisions. Burrow tried to say after the fact, he said it was a compression sleeve. Like his wrist guard? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess he just doesn't want to make his coach look like a liar. Like, I, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, and Portnoy, he went on, like, an all-time yeah. pirate. I guess he bet since then. Yeah, he put, like, he put, like, a hundred grand on it. Or something, like, pretty massive. Christ. Yeah. I think in the last two weeks... Because the Bengals lost to the Texans, I think he's lost like half a million dollars betting on the Bengals. Jesus Christ! And on top of that, I think he has a Bengals Super Bowl future and a Bengals versus Eagles Super Bowl. Yeah, that future. I didn't hear about, about the uh, Bengals Super Bowl future. That's not aging very well. No, <laughs> no, tough time out for season. Uh, but, with a what like a. Torn wrist ligament or sprained wrist ligament? Something torn. It just said torn. It didn't specify what, but... Yeah, something in the wrist, and you can't even grip a football. It is not looking good. I just want to know, how does that even happen? I've never even heard... Some would say injury-prone. I just, like, I've never heard of a torn wrist ligament in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I do know once you hurt your wrist, being a quarterback and, like, falling on it and using your hands to get up was never going to get better. Yeah, so. that's true. But uh, main, uh, outside of the Burrow thing, I'd say what really stood out to me is I would go as far as saying in the ASC, the Ravens, as much as I hate to say this, are the scariest team to play right now. Yeah, after last night, I kind of, I was, I was kind of saying the same thing to somebody else in a, in a slightly different way. I was like, I just think in the AFC, I think they have the most potential. 
Like, they I, do the most I, things well. Yeah. Like, the Chiefs will get there, but they definitely have holes. Um, oh. And the Ravens do on a weekly basis, but, like, none of the Ravens' issues are consistent. It's, like, something different each week. So, I think by the – by looking at it that way, it's, like, they are – they are more full. They just screw up more, I'd say. Yeah, and if they keep getting to the quarterback the way they have this season, that's going to be huge for them because, as you have well documented, the pass rush has been pretty non-existent the last couple of years. So actually having, like, a consistent pass rush, they're going to end up with, like, at worst, the third uh, overall defense and then if Lamar's not turning the ball over and if, for God forbid, they can stay healthy at all. Yeah, well, um, Mark Andrews is out, but. In terms of, like, the rest of the skill position guys, yeah. then they're going to be dangerous. Yeah, I didn't love seeing Jake Browning come carve up our defense, like, three drives in a row. But, um, yeah, we we eventually found on it and caused a couple three and outs, but. He came in and it looked like nothing had changed except that the Bengals wide receiver like dropped a third or fourth down conversion that was wide open. So, well, he's a Pac-12 guy. So, what do you expect? Fair enough, but yeah, I mean, Ravens offense putting up 34 against the Bengals defense. I'll take it, and uh, I don't think things get that much easier for the Bengals. Oh, their season's done. Yeah, so, like it's just a wash at this point. True. I guess it doesn't matter if it gets that much easier without Burrow. Yeah, like they're not gonna in the AFC especially and the defense. Yeah. Overcome a backup quarterback. I mean, Christ, look at the Jets at this point. And they're what they they're over in the division, like in a division that's all above five hundred. Yeah, they're. Yeah. Not gonna be able to do much there. All right, so we'll move on to Sunday. We'll start Giants-Commanders. Giants 31, Commanders 19. Tommy fucking DeVito. Yeah, did you see my tweet? Oh, God, no, what was it? Oh, it was right after his first touchdown throw, and I just tweeted out, Dimey DeVito. (laughs) (laughs) Got zero likes. Well, I'm about to go like it, retroactively. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. But, yeah, he was slinging that thing. And Sam Howe got sacked, like, 17 times. You know, uh, I think it was on one of the shows this morning, someone pointed out this stat. This was, like, the fourth game this season that Sam Howe has been sacked and or intercepted a total of at least seven times. <laughs> one game. <laughs> that is. I didn't know. No, I didn't know what number was about to come out right there, but seven is alarmingly high. Yeah, he had three picks and got sacked four times in this oh one. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's brutal. And the Giants sweep the Commanders on the season, so safe to say the Commanders are uh, cooked as well. Go through these games at this point of the season, just the teams that are cooked, both of these teams. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I know we're going to get to this game eventually, but this kind of ties in with the commanders. How Brandon Staley and Ron Rivera are still employed as head coach is fucking mind-blowing to me. 
yeah, they'll both be gone at the latest end of the season. And I would assume at this point the commanders will wait till the end of the season. Like, what are they going to do in the next few weeks? Yeah, especially Brandon Staley. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Top candidates already on their staff as their offensive coordinators. So it's just like make the switch now. At least that's my thought process. Who's the offensive coordinator for the Chargers? Kellen Moore. Oh, God. Duh. Um, How did I not know that? <laughs> uh, but on the other side of this game, the Giants, Tommy DeVito, 18-26, call it 250 yards, three touchdowns. Three no. touchdowns. Dude, he got sacked nine times. I did not know that. <laughs> Oh yeah, a lot God. of sacks in this game. How do you get sacked nine times by a team that just traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young? <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, that's not a good look. Oh, my God. Wow. And the fact that he got – how does a defense get nine sacks and you still give up 31 points? <laughs> that's honestly just impressive. Yeah. That's not great. And did they get a turnover? No. 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 But they did protect fumble. the ball. They did lose three fumbles, though, which is equally impressive. Wow. Yeah. What a game this was. So they turned the ball over. They turned the ball over six times. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, three fumbles, a- three picks. And they had another fumble that their team recovered. They fumbled four times. This has to be the most fun box score of all time. Yeah. Six turnovers, fucking 13 sacks combined. <laughs> and on top and of still all, near, and still 50 points scored. And the commanders also outgained the Giants by over 100 yards. <laughs> like, with six turnovers, the Commanders still got 400 total yards. Meanwhile, the Steelers haven't gotten 400 total yards in three years. And there were two ejections added to the card. <laughs> Dude, this honestly game, sneaky game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> God, and maybe in the exact opposite fashion, we'll go on to the next game, Steelers-Browns, 10-13. to 13. DTRV Kenny Pickett. Yeah, basically Montana and Marino in the Super Bowl over again. <laughs> I mean, it just took losing to DTR to fire Mac Canada. I guess that's the only, like, out of this entire game, well, I guess the Browns, like, like, are they hoping for, like, postseason success? They just don't have a quarterback, but their team's playing really well. And then for the Steelers, at least, new chapter. Yeah, I have a lot to say, obviously, about the Steelers, but I'll start with... Hyperdrive hyper incoming. <laughs> I will start with uh, the Cleveland thing you just touched on. Yeah, I think at this point, they're just like, let's finish the season, obviously, over 500, which it's going to be near impossible to not do at this point at 7-3. and yeah. three. Um, And, you know, who knows what happens. Like, maybe steal a playoff win and an ugly win with just on the back of our defense. I don't think realistically they're expecting to beat the the Chiefs or the Ravens in the postseason, but <clears throat> I think just getting there and playing well in playoff game without 
I mean, I don't even know. Is it that much of a downgrade from Deshaun Watson to DTR based on how he played the last two seasons? Probably not. So, uh, it might be, but not because Deshaun's good. Yeah. Just because DTR might be that bad. Um, But on the Steelers side of things, obviously, like I said, I have a lot to say. Um, Since we haven't recorded in a couple weeks, I'm not sure if our last episode I mentioned this, but I was officially off the Fire Canada train. Um, And I was all aboard the Get Rid of Kenny Pickett train. I think our last episode was after you were at the game, so wherever you were mentally at that point. Oh, well, I was already I was saying tank for Caleb early. <laughs> so wet and mad, basically. Yeah. Um, but, you know, pick it. Uh, some of the plays are there. Like, don't get me wrong, this game, Canada made some really boneheaded play-calling decisions. Like, a couple things that stick out. They had, like, multiple, like, first downs where they'd get, you know, six or seven yards, and it'll be second and three, second and four. And he'll throw two passes back-to-back, and obviously they're incomplete. (laughs) It's just like, what are we doing? Like, they still ended up rushing for 172 yards. The last three games, they've run for at least 170 yards. Yeah, Jalen Warren is an animal. Jalen Warren's an animal. Broderick Jones was a home run first-round pick. Um, so to me, based on that fact, like the last three games, Broderick Jones in the starting lineup now, how they're running the ball with Warren and Najee's even running hard and running well. Um, with that and Pickett is still playing the worst football that he's played thus far in his professional career. To me, that's all I really needed to see. Um, and Canada was obviously going to be the scapegoat. Like, there's just too much heat on the organization to not go a different direction. And yeah, be- I mean, I feel that as a Ravens guy last year, it was just like everyone publicly was like, Greg Roman's got to go. So there's just no way he was coming back. It feels like the same thing here with Canada. It was like yeah. every Steelers person that I see on Twitter is like, Matt Canada is a joke. How is he still employed? Yeah, and like I said, to some extent, I do agree with that. I think both things can be true. I think Pickett can be a bad quarterback, and I think Canada can be over his head as a OC. Because obviously, there's some things he's doing right with you know 172 yards on 26 attempts as a team. Um, but Jalen Warren getting zero touches the last two drives of the game with the game on the line in a 10-10 win game. <laughs> It's just like, I shouldn't say must win, but it's a must win, you know, in the grand scheme of things. So they need every win they can get. Um, so I, I don't know. It's just, he was obviously going to be a scapegoat. Um, it's going to take Kenny Pickett being terrible in multiple systems in order for them to actually move off of him. Not holding my breath, but fingers crossed, Bo Nix. Yeah, I mean, the good, the good news is if in the offseason they – go after an OC, you know, not from within. They may be like, yeah, Kenny Pickett's not my guys, so I want to move on. That could cause some pressure to move on if you're really looking to restart as an offense. Yeah, I'm curious who they would, 
like go with. I, I'm honestly upset that when the enemy was available to just take an OC job last season, that they didn't just fire Canada right then and there. Yeah, the enemy would have jumped at the chance to go to the Steelers as opposed to the Commanders. Um, so that was really frustrating. That damn sure would have told us a hell of a lot about Kenny Pickett if they had the enemy. Um. So I don't know. Um, obviously, I'm trying to be optimistic, but I just the whole being scared to throw in the middle of the field thing. Like I'm sure you saw that one play where Deontay was wide open for a fucking he could have moonwalked into the end zone <laughs> and pick it. Yeah, I saw that. And just took a sack instead. So it's just like I, I, I yeah, don't know. not seeing it great out there. Yeah, no, his pass charts are fucking putrid. Like, there's literally zero passes between the hashes. How is that possible? Yeah, that's not going to fly. But the Browns have brought in Joe Flacco, so I may take back what I said about their postseason run. Valid. I'll give you that. They may have a chance. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's... That's all I had on this game. It's just um, a game the Steelers had no business losing, but they found a way to lose anyway. I knew, uh, okay. it, I knew it was doomed, honestly, from the first play on offense when they just like, we're not going to block Miles Garrett on the one-yard line. <laughs> How that wasn't a safety, John. <laughs> Yo, I saw that. That was crazy they didn't call that a safety. Because <laughs> My thought process is, like, you know if that sack was anywhere else on the field, you know that's, like, a four- or five-yard loss sack. But they're calling it, like, a half-a-yard loss sack. It's like, no, you, there's no way. He was literally three yards into the end zone. I don't think he made initial contact until the goal line. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's, But, hey, I mean, I was like, all right, well, that's a favorable. <laughs> all right, next game, Cardinals-Texans. Sixteen twenty one. My takeaway is Tankdale and CJ Shroud are so good. Yeah, um another one, I'm not sure if I mentioned this last time we were on the pod, but I've never been happier to be wrong about a player than I am with CJ Stroud. I know before the draft I with my final rankings, I had him as the number one quarterback. Had Will Levis number two. Obviously, I fucking nailed that. Um, <laughs> That's like, yeah, it's not looking wrong. Um, but I still didn't think C.J. Stroud was going to be this. You know, I think uh, his comp coming out. A lot of people are saying like a slightly more athletic Jared Goff, which I thought <laughs> was high for him. But obviously now, it, I mean, he's lived up to that and then some he's to me right now the season ended today he should win MVP I'm in the same boat like no one has played more consistently Um, he's taking a team that no one had expectations for to currently playoff hopes and like even potentially division winners I was gonna say when no one gave him a chance like that's that's on him not to mention First-year head coach, first-time play caller as the OC. Like, that's insane. And and anyone else in the MVP conversation, he is working with less. 
Yeah, I was just about to say, it's not like he's throwing to Randy Moss. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I could not be more impressed. And dude, his fucking, and all of his quotes are just so, like, just get me so jacked up. Like, uh, what he said after this game, and he threw three picks, he's like, yeah, and, like, my confidence goes nowhere. I'm still going to go out there and throw yeah. that. Dude. Shoot to get hot, shoot to stay hot. Fuck yes. Okay. <laughs> But um, my boy, Kyler, he's back. Um, yeah, Card- I might be making a switch on Kyler. The Cardinals Just are... Just keep that, keep that in the tickler file. My current opinion on Kyler Murray is up in the air. That's that's huge for you. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm also like... It happened with Kirk Cousins as well. Like, as soon as the masses change their opinion on somebody, they're probably wrong. So, like, everyone being like, well, Kyler Murray should just get traded. They should start over. Like, he's not the guy. Everyone is starting to say that and started to say that last year. Now that he's back from injury, it's when it really matters. It, it, all those people can't be right at the same time. So he just is probably good. Yeah, I mean, my response to that is hashtag free Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I mean, he's on a squad. I mean, he went from fucking, like, legit. Isn't he on the Rams? He, like, could you imagine if he actually didn't get hurt and won MVP that season and, like, the Eagles? And a Super Bowl? Like, how fucking insane it would be, just the idea that he was, like, literally out of the league. <laughs> Within, like, two two years? Yeah. Like, that's fucking absurd. And, and his last year and a half was just a, a meme, basically. I was going to say, yeah, three teams in three years. But, yeah, I mean, with Kyler coming back, it's good. Gives him gives him a chance in a lot of these games. But at this point for the Cardinals, it's just better to keep losing. No, uh, I mean, yeah, I think they're already locked in at this point for a top three pick. So it's just like, yeah, get Kyler out there to get his feet back under him, draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and go from right. there. Right, yeah. Because, I mean, they do have – players and, and yeah. they, they they play hard on defense they're gonna get better like they they're a team that can can be there in the future but it's not gonna be there now yeah very impressed with Jonathan Gannon because I think we all after some of those clips that had come out from his like team meetings I think we all were pretty much yeah he should borderline sue whoever put those clips out because <laughs> those clips made him look pathetic and clearly that's not who he is because you can't be that guy that we saw in the clips and get respect from the locker room. And you can't can't play the way you're playing without respect in the locker room. So he clearly has it. I was just about to say, dude, they're playing with their fucking heads on fire for that guy. Yeah, I mean, picked off C.J. Stroud three times that, like, doubles his picks for the season. Like, they're flying around a little bit. Also, though, um, this is the second time this has happened with someone pertaining to the Eagles. Remember Sirianni's opening press conference? Everyone was like, okay, this guy is literally Adam Poito, <laughs> and they're probably going to go to the Super Bowl for the back-to-back seasons. Like, that and then all the shit with Gannon uh, this offseason. It's like, okay, this guy's a retard. And then uh, now here we are. They're, you know, they're playing hard still, even though they're 2-8. and eight. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the Eagles as well. Um, 
Next game, Titans-Jags. Titans 14, Jags 34. Literally the worst thing that could have happened to me is this game. Prime <laughs> why is that? Nick Wright's discourse on fucking Trevor Lawrence is beyond infuriating. Like, making such a production out of how well he played against the fucking Titans. And furthermore, congrats. <sighs> Now, finally, after one great game all season, he officially has more touchdowns than turnovers. Congrats to Trevor for that. Um, yeah, and I mean, his turnover count can't be that high, I feel like, because I feel like he hasn't scored that many touchdowns. Yeah, going into the game, it was uh, 9 to 10. Nine <laughs> turnovers. Yeah. No, uh, this isn't this isn't a Trevor Lawrence season to remember as of yet. Yeah, and uh they're lucky to be seven and three. I was gonna say I, I didn't really get any of these any of this game on red zone, so I don't really know like Yeah, what, same I didn't see too much about like I saw it in the beginning, like early, and it seemed like Trevor Lawrence was playing like average like he has been all year. And then it later in the day there's like, Oh yeah, Trevor Lawrence had like two touchdowns and like what, two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. So yeah. He had then, a day. Then I mean, you just look at it. Just I mean, just looking at the box score. I mean, I, I, obviously I know it doesn't tell the whole story, but Will Levis had a really good game based on that. So just, mm-hmm. um, obviously the score doesn't reflect that, but um, yeah, I don't know. So I, yeah, this game was like the one that I saw the least of. Yeah, Will Levis did have a fumble. Mm-hmm. Obviously, don't know what that looked like. It was on a sack. Oh no, it looked like it was a. Aaron snap, or he fumbled the snap. I'd have to see. Yeah, just, just a lot of punts, and then you know scored, scored in the second half. They one, two, three. They had four possessions, four possessions in the second half, and one of them was with ten seconds left in the game. So they scored on basically two out of three of their possessions in the second half. They just couldn't get anything started early. Yeah, I think uh, going forward, the Titans will be in a good spot, though. I think Levis is the guy. Um, I do think they'll regret not trading Derrick Henry, though. Yeah, and it feels like they it feels like they need weapons. Like their best weapon is in age DeAndre Hopkins. Like Derrick Henry hasn't been putting up numbers that you're expecting to. I do expect big things from Tajay Spears once they decide to finally move on completely. But they need a couple targets. I guess is the the guy they picked in the first round last year, is he hurt or is he just not good? He's just not that great, and he has been off and on hurt. Um, really, what it comes down to is the A.J. Brown trade is going to fucking curse this team or set this team back multiple seasons. Yeah, you want to hold on to a guy that can be a good number two. Yeah, and now, you know, looking back, A.J. Brown is, like, at worst. This season, he's, like, a receiver. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, probably the top number two in the league. You think A.J. Brown's a number two? In my head. He's not, but... (laughs) Monty Smith. Stop it. Come on. Stop it. He's the only one that could find success last night. 
Yeah, well, it's it's easy when one Look, guy... When the going gets tough, throw the ball to Devontae Smith. When you're blowing out bad teams, okay, you throw it to A.J. Brown to make him happy. No. That's not the case. He had seven straight games or something like that with over 125 yards. Yeah, all against bad teams. One of those teams was Dallas. Most of them against bad teams. <laughs> Actually, I'm curious who they're. Well, I don't think they. I don't think he had. Did he have a game like that against Dallas? Um, let's look. Let's see. I don't think he was like that versus Dallas. Uh, seven for sixty-six with a touchdown. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, but they also didn't throw the ball that much. Jalen Hurts only had two hundred and seven passing yards. But against the Commanders, the vaunted Commanders. C.D. Lamb in that game, 11 for 191. Yeah, the Eagles secondary. You want to talk about a top three receiver? (laughs) Eagles secondary is really good. Leave it to Patrick Mahomes to make them actually look good. He had 10 for a buck 30 and a touchdown against the Dolphins. Oh, my God. C.D. Lamb, 11 for 151 and a touchdown. What is his stats on the season? He's having a season. We'll get we'll get there. Yeah, he is having a season. He had 131 against the Jets when he was probably which has like the best corner tandem in the league. Who are we talking about? AJ Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was the game Sauce was hurt though. Yeah, but still, DJ Reed's a fucking dog. I actually don't. I just made that up. <laughs> Zero idea what game Sauce missed. Well, oh, shout out Sauce for dude. His quote after that game. Uh, actually, I'll wait till we get there. Okay, that might. Well, we'll just go on to the next Let's game now. And the next game is. Oh, wrong week. Then the next game is Raiders Dolphins. Puke. Yeah, we won't have to talk about this for long. Twenty thirteen. Uh, Really, just nothing, just nothing impressive either way. But I mean, uh, Jalen Ramsey had what two picks? So out of the game winner, yeah, he did have two. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not. This game does nothing for me either way. Like, I was surprised the Raiders were five and five. Like, I expect them to be not that great right now. Figuring it out at quarterback, interim coach, all that. The Dolphins are exactly what I thought they were. Uh, the rest of the league is just worse than I expected. <clears throat> but this win against the Raiders doesn't do anything for me, raising my raising or lowering my expectations for the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins are just frauds. Yeah, they'll win their division. And then they'll probably, I mean, depends who they draw in the first round. Being in Miami, they might have a chance, but odds are in the AFC, even the bottom half of the wild card, they're probably going to lose their first playoff game. Yeah, and it does pain me to say that because I am a diehard Tua guy. Yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know if they're going to put it together. But they still have some time to figure it out. 
Yeah. That's interesting. All right, we'll move on. Uh, next game, <clears throat> Cowboys-Panthers. Cowboys 33, Panthers 10. Cowboys just kill bad teams. I was just about to say, that's really all that needs to be said. This is one of those same things where it doesn't do anything. Like, it doesn't change my Cowboys' expectations at all. Yeah, 100%. It doesn't raise them beating a team by 23, but it doesn't lower them, obviously, taking care of business. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Dak's just got to do it in moments that matter, which is probably won't happen. That's their only downfall. Yeah, Dallas, yeah, I was going to say, really all that needs to be said about that game is just Dallas does what Dallas does against bad teams. Yeah, and CeeDee Lamb is having an unreal year. I mean, he is the best receiver of all time, per Josh. Yeah, like top 10 in the NFL, but basically the same thing. Yes. It's just crazy that you guys said he wasn't top ten coming into the year. I mean, he's just not. It's crazy. He would he's, be the top three receiver on the Eagles. He would be the one. The three. No. <laughs> no chance. Okay. Bears-Lions. Bears 26, Lions 31. The first... I don't know how long it lasted, but the first probably half of this game, Jared was looking horrible. <laughs> he threw two bad picks early. They got nothing going, but he figured it out. The Bears, this is like the second or third game this season that I thought there was, yeah, this in the Broncos game, it's just like, how the fuck did you lose that game? Like, think about it. If they just win those two games that, you know, they blow a two-score lead in the fourth quarter, they're five and six right now. And, you know, and you think about they're five and six with Fields missing a few games uh, due to injury. Like, you're, you're feeling pretty good if you're a Bears fan, in my opinion, going into next season. Um especially with all the draft picks they got from Carolina and such. But Yeah, I think they want a new coach. Yeah, I was going to say that's but the biggest and if I'm still, them, still, yeah, can't blame them with these last minute blowing it. I mean, they were up horrible. Had, the Lions had 14 points down 12 with 4 minutes left and they finished with 31. The fact that they not only just two scores, the fact that they had three scores in that time span is insane. Yeah, they scored seventeen points in four minutes. Um, but Fields, I mean, what, what more can you say? Sixteen and twenty-three bucks, seventy a touchdown, no pick, and with one hundred and four yards on the ground. Um, yeah, no, he played well. He, he, you knew early he was going to have a good game. I think the first. The first highlight I saw on Red Zone was him having like a twenty-five yard run, like one of the, on the first drive. There, when he's moving and they have to fear that, he's gonna get the job done. Their best bet is after the season with all the shit going down with Michigan. Give Harbaugh whatever he wants, full autonomy. 
like the guy took Colin Kaepernick to a Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm in Fields is significantly more talented than Kaepernick was. And he has all that draft capital to work with, you know, DJ Moore in house, Cole Komet in house. Um, Mooney's a nice player. Um, they would definitely need a running back, I think. But, you know, there's stuff there for and Foreman's been playing crazy recently. He yeah, runs he, hard. He, yeah, he, that's the problem. He, he's the way yeah. he, I feel like he's just begging to get hurt. That's fair. And he got hurt yesterday, I would know, because yeah. I had to pick him up for fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I still Oh, my but. God. Fantasy was bad for me this week. I forgot to set my lineup until Sunday at one thirty, so I had to use all people later in the day. Mm. I, uh, I'm i 8-3 in my one league. The only league I'm actually like setting my lineups in. I actually don't even know if I won or lost this week as we speak. I should be 9-2 and two in sole possession of first place, but I got fucked royally by fucking Brandon Cooks. I lost. Cooks. Brandon Cooks, who had, like, 30 points all season, and then the Giants game in typical Dallas fashion kicked the living shit out of a bad team. He had 28 points, and that's how I lost. <laughs> Literally, I don't think he had 28 total all season. Yeah, I don't think he did. That's yeah, easy. no, I I got crushed. Shout out, Ryan. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, he had less than five points in every game except for two leading up to that game. Yeah. And not only that, dude, they kept throwing the ball down the field. It was 35-7. to seven. I was watching the game. So there's no way I can lose this game. With Tony Pollard, they're up four scores. They're going to run the ball. Not only did they take Tony Pollard out and give all the game <laughs> but they're just like, we're going to continue to throw bombs to exclusively Brandon Cooks. The things I was streaming in my television, I'm surprised the FBI didn't raid my house. <laughs> I think the tight end I started scored their only point via tackle. <laughs> so that's how my week went. And he was the highest scoring tight end on my roster. I also just respect that you guys do points for tackles. Yeah, well, we play defensive players. That's insane. Not, not team defense. I don't even remember what game we were talking about to get on that tangent. Uh, Bears-Lions, but we'll move on to Chargers-Packers. Chargers Chargers 20, Packers 23. So I think this game goes against the stat you brought up the last time we talked about the Chargers. Correct, but also they would have scored. That's three this year already going against that stat. I think that's a bad stat. I think it's a good stat, um, especially when you add in the fact that the Chargers, the real score is 27. Quentin Johnson can catch a football like he's paid to do. When it hits him square in the fucking mittens. Um, if it's if he catches that pass, they win the game 27-23 on, like, you know, a final second drive like that. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think it's, it's, a, it's a flat drop. It's a flat drop. Good throw. I don't think it was a guaranteed touchdown. He was dead eight yards of separation. The guy ran a 4-4. Four four. Well, there's a safety that had an angle that was in the middle of the field, not near him by catching the ball. But regardless, they easily kick a field goal at minimum if he catches that. 
Yeah, but he's he scores. Maybe. He's perfectly in stride. He's not getting caught. And then he's 230 pounds. He's running through that safety. Maybe. Regardless. We can't say because he didn't catch the ball. We don't. How can we expect a man who can't catch the ball to score a touchdown, you know? <laughs> Fair. Honestly, I, I won't even argue that. Um, but also, like, I, I don't know um, what more Herbert can do at this point. I mean – Another game, no turnovers. He fucking had 73 rushing yards in this game. Like, I, I just don't know. I don't know. He was the leading rusher on his fucking team, for Christ's sake. I mean, he had a Josh Allen-esque game, minus the obligatory pick. Yeah, no, he played well. And including that touchdown, there was probably another touchdown dropped earlier in the game by Keenan Allen. Oh, Which they still ended up getting points on that drive, but obviously not seven. Mm. So, yeah, thankfully. But now I'm just more upset. This, and yeah, this this was a tough one for for the Chargers and Justin Herbert. But you know, I didn't I I didn't watch the whole game, so I can't say. There's, I mean, twenty points. You can score more than twenty points, but yeah, he basically did. This isn't this isn't one where I'm going to nitpick Justin Herbert because that throw should be caught ten times out of ten. Did you see Eckler stumble? I didn't see it. I didn't see it, but I think it was on like the one yard line. That's even well. There's another one. <laughs> so yeah, fair. Eleven points between. All right. Well, actually, not even eleven. Let's just say uh, seven points between the four additional ones for Keenan Allen's drop. At a minimum, the field goal and the Johnson drop, plus that touchdown. I mean, that's, what, 35-23, something like that? So, um, the team just... Yeah, he fumbled it. He fumbled it at the two. Yeah, so... um, I I don't know. Uh, Staley has to go. I mean, Jordan Love looking like an all-pro... Is pretty much. I, you would think that's the the final nail in the coffin. You you, you want to hear this drive in which they fumbled on? Oh God! Justin Herbert deep pass to Keenan Allen for thirty eight yards. Justin Herbert deep pass to Parham for twenty one yards. Justin Herbert pass for fourteen yards to Parham. Incompletion fumble. So he just threw for like seventy seventy two <laughs> yards and then fumble. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's just Herbert's career in a nutshell, as long as he plays for the Chargers. Yeah. Did, did he sign a contract there long term? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Got, he got paid this offseason, right? Yeah, him, Burrow, and right Lamar. Th- yeah. And Hurts. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers got to figure something out. Yeah, it's pretty simple in my opinion. Yeah. It's, I, it is surprising, especially after the playoff game last year and then losing more games in similar fashion to start this year. You got to wonder why he wasn't on a shorter leash coming into the year. Yeah, I mean, I personally would have fired him after the blowing a 27-point lead. Yeah, yeah. You can't lose a game where you have four picks in the first half. That's just coaching one-on-one. Yeah, and you have a four-score lead with two quarters to play. 
you know, I'm not saying that the offense is blame free in that getting goose egg themselves in the second half, but or not goose egg. Did they get goose egg? They couldn't have scored many. They might have gotten goose egg in the second half. Uh, no, it was 31-30 final. Okay, so they got three. They got a field goal, but so essentially goose egg in the second half. Um, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, that's just on everybody at that point. But but mostly Brandon coaching. Field. Yeah. All right, next game: Bucks Forty ers Bucks fourteen, Forty ers twenty seven. Big show, baby. Yeah, how do you play? I thought he played pretty well, all things considered. Like he, his stat sheet has a pick, but it was a tip ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mike Evans didn't have a criminal drop, for, which was a pretty refreshing. That's pretty impressive. Um, they just couldn't really get anything going uh, down the field, really. Like mm-hmm. they had like a couple chunk plays, but that was really it. They couldn't run the ball. I mean, it's just San Francisco's defense. You know, they get a lead. They get to play downhill. It's generally what's going to happen against just about every team in the league. Um, So he was fighting an uphill battle, as is, um, with not the most firepower in the world. I mean, Godwin and Evans. Evans is a little over the hill. Godwin, I think, is just a little overrated, just given, you know, he had Tom Brady for two seasons. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, he looked super promising what, like two or three years ago, two years ago, and then never really lived up to to that since. But He's a solid player and all, but like people are acting like you know Evans and Godwin is like the equivalent of AJ Brown and Devontae Smith or yeah, Ty no. Hill and the Waddle. Like, there's just no. Yeah, they're not even. They're in a whole different tier. I would honestly put they're probably Deion, below Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel's. I was gonna say that I was gonna say Deontay and Pickens at this point. If, yeah, if, I mean, if, I'd ra- I'd rather have Deontay and Pickens. Yeah, if I mean, just give them a competent quarterback. I'm not asking for an All Pro. I'm asking for competency. <laughs> yeah, like, I agree. I mean, I think those two guys are dangerous. They complement each other well. They're six and four for Christ's sake, with an abomination. Yeah. Like, dude. Oh, which brings me to my my tweet. Did you see my tweet? Probably. Um, Baker Mayfield was there. He was there for the taking. Oh yeah. The Steelers opted for Mitchell Trubisky and then drafted Kenny Pickett. Imagine how much different things would be. If they use that first-round pick on Pickett for, I don't know, an offensive lineman, someone on defense, whomever, anyone other than a quarterback, had Baker Mayfield, had Pickens, you know, Johnson, Fryermuth, and friends, drafted Roger Jones and all that fun stuff this season. Like, imagine what the Steelers would be right now with Baker Mayfield. Significantly better than they are currently. They would be at minimum 8-3. and three. Eight and two, rather. Two, yeah, two of them. Yeah, I think he gets gets them two extra wins there. For example, yesterday he sure as fuck wins, especially yeah, he wins that game, especially since it's a revenge game, and the Jacksonville game. Yeah, was gonna say he probably beats the Jags too. Yeah, because that game was there for the taking the entire time as well. So, and then not only that, 
They probably would have outgained somebody by now. They for damn sure would have had a 300-yard passer. Yeah, there's a lot of Kenny Pickett insult stats out there. Oh, like dude. him and Anthony Richardson have, like, the same amount of touchdowns this year. Since October 1st, or whenever it was Anthony Richardson's last game. Yeah, they <laughs> Yeah, they have the same <laughs> since, since October, that day. Two touchdown passes. Yeah. It's not- <laughs> on the topic, I, I screenshotted a few to send to my dad to make him mad. Um, here's another one. 315 quarterbacks have 500 pass attempts since the merger. Only one has thrown a touchdown on fewer than 2% of his attempts. Any guesses? Kenny Pickett. Sure is. Um, and, oh, this is one of my personal favorite. I meant to bring this up earlier. Tommy DeVito now has more career games with multiple passing touchdowns than Kenny Pickett. <laughs> He's played in three games. Started two games. Played that in three. feels impossible. <laughs> Like, you can't be serious. He but. threw for – he okay, so he's played in three games, and in two of them he combined for, like, 89 yards and has more two-touchdown games than Kenny Pickett. That's just so bad. Oh, he had a so game bad. with, like, seven yards and then a game with, like, 83 yards. That's just so bad on so many levels. But but speaking of bad – Jets Bills, Jets six Bills thirty two. This uh, game didn't matter what happened for the Bills on offense. Yeah, um, I'm a little annoyed that Allen threw a pick, um, but Sauce giving an all time quote after the game. What was his quote? The one he tweeted. The one that I saw on Twitter. Yeah, the one I tweeted about. With like, if you don't you don't know ball, if you think I gave up an eighty four yard touchdown or something like that. And then in the same sentence said, "Yes, I could have still made a play." <laughs> <laughs> so I just quoted it and I just put in quotes. You have no idea what you're talking about, but you're a hundred percent right. <laughs> he is a hundred percent right, though. I just say you y'all. I got what he's. I I understood him. What he's saying, y'all must not know defense if y'all think I'm just allowing an 81-yard touchdown on that play. Yes, I could have still made a play. <laughs> yeah, what he's saying is they were in zone. He jumped off his guy to make a play on the ball, missed, still had a chance to tackle, didn't, but it wasn't his guy that caught the touchdown. That's all well and good, but like, he came off. That, that's what he's saying, though. Like he's saying, I jumped off my zone. Like I read the quarterback's eyes, jumped off my zone to make a play on the ball and missed. But it wasn't his play to make in the first place. If he left his feet, he would have at least broken that up. Fair. Yeah, I mean he's having a down year, but. I I still like him. Um, and dude, Tim Boyle, like Christ Almighty, if I was just friends with Aaron Rodgers, I would be a backup quarterback in the NFL at this point. Also, Zach Wilson falling, coming onto the field <laughs> during a commercial, but then <laughs> CBS just making a point to show it when they got back is just fucking hilarious. Dude, that video was so funny. And uh, I forget who called that game. But there was it Nance and Romo? It might have been. But I just remember the announcer was just like, oh, dear. 
And they did not need to show the entire America watching that because it happened during a commercial, but it was the first they were like, Hey guys, look what happened when you were gone. <laughs> so you're looking falling. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, uh, I mean he when you're getting benched for Tim Boyle, things are not going great. Yeah, who since high school has more interceptions than touchdowns, which also get- the the Jets are so dumb that like they had an opportunity to make a move before the deadline or when Aaron Rodgers went down for another quarterback and they just didn't do anything and now they and now they're just asking themselves why. Yeah, well not only They that, showed promise. Their their team is good. Not only like it's not even necessarily the Drake deadline thing. Like Carson Wentz was there. Like, you're telling me Carson Wentz would not be a drastic improvement? I'm a Zach Wilson guy, but you're telling me Wentz wouldn't be a drastic improvement over their current situation? Like, give me a fucking break. And that's someone you don't have to give up any draft capital for if you were, you know. But Or Josh Dobbs. They're in the playoffs right now with Josh Dobbs. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Or Tannehill, because he had been benched at that point. Yeah, this is just this is just on the Jets as a whole, and now it, would, it just seems Joe like it would be dumb for Aaron Rodgers to come back this year. Joe Douglas, they're is like idiot. they're out of it. Yeah, I think he I think he would come back even if they were mathematically eliminated. I think he would come back in like week eighteen just to prove a point. Yeah, you're right. He yeah. does seem like a guy against Giants. All right, next game, boring one, but as expected, Rams sweep the Seahawks, 17-16. Just a tale as old as time. Yeah, Drew Locke, not great. Yeah, how much of the game did he end up playing? He threw six passes for three yards and a pick. Yeah, two completions. (laughs) Two for six, three yards and a pick. Not great. Yeah. Um, but he, he only threw six passes, so he couldn't have played that long. And Kenneth Walker got hurt. So, depending on the severity of those two injuries, they're done. Yeah, and uh, talk about a team that's a quarterback away. Like, you put in someone like Bo Nix or uh, Michael Penix Jr. or yes. Jaden Daniels, um, who's probably going to win the – should win the Heisman unless LSU loses any more games. Um, I, I think they're a really dangerous team in the NFC. The NFC landscape changes completely if Seattle has like a, a top quarterback. team quarterback. Agreed. Um, but right now, as previously, it's pretty much like Eagles and Dallas and Niners against everybody else. Yeah, the NFC is suspect. Because, like, the Lions are sitting there at 8-2, and two, but, like, I don't think anyone's, like, afraid of the Lions right now. Yeah, I mean, and the Vikings were a last-second comeback. I know that's the next game we're talking about, but they were a last-second uh, comeback away from being 7-4 and four right now. With, with six wins in a row, yeah. So the NFC, to your point, yeah, it's just weird as fuck. Yeah, we'll just move on to that game. Vikings, uh... Broncos, Russ at the buzzer. 
wrong about literally anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, I did pick him in our quarterback draft this year, so I was also kind of right. As the resident Sean Payton guy and Russell Wilson guy, I feel completely vindicated by them now being 500 and winning four games in a row. Yeah, I mean, they're coming in second in this division. Oh, yeah, 100%. They're currently second right now, right? Or is Vegas five? No, they're they're probably currently second. They are. By like half a game, if I had to guess. Um, Yeah, because Vegas is five and six. And the Chargers are four and six. That, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm pretty sure that's what I predicted, though. Am I wrong? Did I? I have to go back and look. You, I feel like you would have had the Chargers second. But you might have had Honestly, the Chargers first. Honestly, just to piss Colin off, I would. You may not have had the Chiefs winning the division. I was to say, I, pretty, I probably would have just done like Chargers, Denver, Kansas uh, City, <laughs> off Colin. Yeah, I mean, Vegas having five wins already is just impressive. And I'm pretty sure, do they have more wins with Pierce at this point, or does he only have two? I think he has two. He has two, and then this week, which, not bad. I mean, Dolphins, once they covered. Great teams teams cover. they, They covered, and that's with their backup quarterback throwing three picks. Their backup quarterback. Yeah, good teams win, great teams cover. <laughs> Amen. Uh, yeah, no, that's pretty much all I had in this game. All right, and then the last night, Eagles-Chiefs. Eagles 21, Chiefs 17. I hit Eagles in the under, Eagles money line in the under. So, good night. I have a couple thoughts on this game, but I'll let you – or do you want to go second? Um, it doesn't matter. I, I can I can go first because I'll I'll keep it I'll keep it simple. Um, the Chiefs need an analytics guy to watch the tape of every single offensive play and get a yards per play with Kadarius Tony on the field versus Kadarius Tony not on the field. In eye test, they average six extra yards per play when he's on the field, whether he even gets looked at once or not. Because I think teams, despite how many touches he gets a game, I think teams, when they see him on the field, a couple extra eyes go his way, opens up a little bit of space, an extra second in the middle of the field because of what he can do with the ball in his hand. And somebody somebody in the media needs to say, he hasn't had a drop since week one. Everyone else on this team is dropping balls left and right. He was your off-season wide receiver one. He needs to be on the field more. He needs he should be out of the doghouse from that week one game by now with the way the rest of their receivers are playing. You can't tell me having Kadarius Toney on the field right now is their worst option. He is... 17 times better than Sky Moore and MVS after last night. That's all I have. All I have is Kadarius Tony is disrespected and shouldn't be. Every, 
Every he, there was a punt return where he got zero yards and still made six people miss slash try to tackle him. Dude, I was just about to say, honestly, just making the defense work that hard is an advantage. Like he got, he had a couple good returns, and then he had a return where he got zero yards and six people still missed him. Let's see, he averaged ten yards at a return last night. Yeah, and one of them was zero or like one yard. You know he. He was very impressive on the punt returns. Um, but to me, the story of last night, the best player on the field for either team was DeAndre Swift. He's so good. Every time he touched the ball, it was chunk play. Um, he was just, he looks so much faster and more explosive than everybody else on the field. Um, another thing that really stood out to me, though, was Philly supposedly having the best – I mean, I think they still do have the best offensive line, but them getting abused by a bunch of – honestly, outside of Chris Jones, it's not like the Chiefs have household names. It's not like they have, you know, T.J. Watts and Miles Garrett's all over the defensive line. Like, everybody was eating last night for the Chiefs. That's what really stood out to me is uh, the Chiefs defense. Yeah, Chris Jones and Trent McDuffie to a piece. Yeah, the Chiefs defense is legit as fuck. Trent McDuffie is a fucking savage. And and on one of his clean strip, the Eagles just fell on it. Yeah. But yeah, they're out there make they're out there making plays. I mean, the Eagles scored twenty one points. They fought for every single one of them. Yeah, if you would have told me in this game going into it that one team would have five sacks and the other would have one, and then told me it was the the other way around. Like Chiefs had five, Philly had one, and Philly's one sack came on like the first play of the game. Yeah. Um. So it was. Uh. That's what really stood out to me. Um. It was a hideous game, all things considered. Mahomes' uh, interception in the reds in the uh, end zone was pathetic. Hurts' um, yeah. interception. I don't. I think he. Yeah. Was, it was. All, I was gonna say. That interception was off of a Hertz interception. Yeah. Um, Kelsey's fumble is pathetic. He also had a couple pathetic drops. That guy, yeah. Justin Watson, I don't know what the fuck he was doing half the time out there. That one deep ball. Yeah, he had like three drops. He had like three good catches, but he also had like three questionable drops. Honestly, the, his worst play, though, was probably Mahomes' best fucking throw of the night outside of the one MBS drop. And yeah. uh, he just started drifting to the middle of the field. Do you remember that one? And Andy Reid was like, what the fuck on the sideline? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like, that was a perfectly thrown ball to the, uh, to the sideline in the corner. It's like, why are you drifting in, you fucking clown? Um, yeah. And that was huge. That was on a third down. So uh, at this point, I mean, we're 10 games in for the Chiefs. I, I don't see this offense getting drastically better by year's end. The trade deadline's gone, like what they have. I do, I do. I could I could see it if they play Kadarius Tony on more than like two percent of offensive snaps. Yeah, but I'm not saying like a drastic improvement. I mean they're averaging like twenty two points a game right now. They've scored less total points this season than the Bears. Yeah. I mean they're not scoring. At zero points in the second half, three straight games now, that is definitely an alarming thing. Because, um, yeah, their defense is great and all, but, uh, you know, you got to be able to keep scoring and play downhill. I mean, look at San Francisco. Um, 
look at Philly when they have a lead. So that's those are all the main things that stood out to me in this game. And Jalen Hurts not having his best game, but at the end when it mattered the most, dropping yeah. in the and Smith. That's just that's been their season. Yeah. Jalen Hurts consistently not having the best games, but making plays when it matters. Moving one, like, the ability to move one to two yards at will is such an advantage, too. Like, it's... Yeah, when Sirianni said it's first and nine, not first and ten for us, I was like, that is such a sick quote. Yeah, and it's just true. Yeah. But I yeah. do feel. Uh, you excited for any of the Thanksgiving games? Um, real quick, last thing on this game. Um, yes. after last night and so far, you know, ten games into the season, I could not feel more confident in my Super Bowl prediction being a rematch of last year. Like to me, the Chiefs and the Eagles are like. I, yeah, but I don't know. Two teams I trust the most. I, I don't think- like. Either I don't like either of them making the Super Bowl this year. I like I said, I to me it's just a trust thing. I don't trust Dallas. I don't trust San Francisco with Brock Purdy yet, and I don't trust the Ravens yet. Even though I think they are a better team um, than the Chiefs, I just I almost put a future. I almost put a future yesterday in Cowboys over Bills. Well, the Bills aren't even gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna make the playoffs. I. If, Hey, you being more positive on the Bills than me says a lot. There's no way they don't make the playoffs. Well, Cincinnati being done definitely helped, and the Steelers have a very real chance of blowing it, as do the Browns. So, I'd actually, that's not as terrible. of right now. The Buffalo Bills are in eighth place in the AFC, and seven teams make it. Teams ahead of them include the Texans, the Steelers, and the Browns. Who they're probably better than all three of those. Yeah, I forgot about Houston too. Yeah, no, actually, all right. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, shit, I fucking hope the Super Bowl was Buffalo Dallas, and I hope Buffalo wins. That'd be my dream scenario. Yeah, that was like plus thirty thousand or something. And to answer your question about the Thanksgiving games, no, not no. Well. Yeah, no. Um, Black Friday game, Jets are going to get their dick stomped. To me, only thing that matters this week is 12 o'clock Saturday. Only thing that matters. Is that Michigan-Ohio State? It sure is. That's going to be a good one. Free hardball, and I swear to God, Eric Smith, if you're listening, if the Michigan Wolverines win that game, you might want to block my number. Yeah, I was going to say stay off Twitter. Because <laughs> all hell is going to be unleashed on Eric. <laughs> Deservingly so. Yeah, for a multitude of reasons, but <laughs> mostly because he lives in Dayton, Ohio, and went to Ohio State. <laughs> well, I guess he still technically does, doesn't he? No. University of Dayton. He's at the oh. University of Dayton. Oh, okay. Shout out. Honestly, impressive that I just now found that out. Like, the whole time I thought he was in grad school at Ohio State. (laughs) That is pretty impressive. No, he goes to physical school, so that would be like a three-hour drive every day if you had to go to Ohio State. 
And honestly, though, are we really going to put that past him? Yeah, no. Can't. <laughs> Dude, holy shit. Ooh, Bill's Eagles. We got Bill's Eagles this week. I'm looking at it. Yeah, that game's going to tell us a lot. Um, the Steelers are somehow in – it's a pick em. <laughs> Fucking Bengals. I see, I see Steelers minus one at Cincy. That's just crazy. Ravens, Chargers. Oh, God. We're going to lose that game. Chargers with the hook. I love the hook. Three and a half is my favorite line in betting, plus three and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'm not confident about that game. That's just one we lose. Plus three and a half and minus two and a half, pretty much regardless of who's won. I will take both of those. Yeah, I love the minus two and a half. Yeah, I don't have any action on the weekend quite yet, but yeah, I'll dial something up. So just looking at the opening lines, I'd probably take the Chargers. I would Definitely take, gonna take the Niners. I'll take Denver minus two and a half. I'll uh, take the Lions. Slamming the under and in the, the Cowboys. The Cowboys minus eleven is just the lock of the century. Dude, the amount of over-unders that are, like, less than 40 points is so pathetic. Yeah. Also, did you see today, this will be the last thing we can talk about, the Tom Brady just said exactly what this podcast has been saying since preseason. Oh, God, what is that? He was just like, this league is just full of mediocrity right now. No one's excellent because, like, he's like, coaching sucks. He's like, the rules suck. And he's like, young players aren't being developed. So no one's good, basically. Well, fuck it, dude. I fucking love Tom Brady now. Yeah, ever since he left New England, I've been a fan. Yeah, yeah, same. All right, well, we'll wrap it up here, and we'll talk to you guys next week.